This is the Thursday, June 17th edition of the Daily Wager Podcast. We've got some big NBA playoff action, one game on the slate, but we also have some baseball as well. And as promised, in and out in less than 10 minutes every single weekday. Welcome to the Daily Wager Podcast presented by DraftKings, America's top-rated daily fantasy app. I'm Doug Kazarian alongside Tyler Fulgham as we are still trying to process just exactly what happened last night in the NBA. Yeah, I, Doug, I, I, I absolutely got my uh, you-know-what handed to me. I was on Daily Wager yesterday um, going at Paul George for not being able to carry a team in this situation to a, a victory, and Donovan Mitchell would be that guy who would bury the Clippers and, and PG-13. Uh, you know, dunked on my face and left his cashews there, if you know what I'm saying. And then uh, what we saw in the Eastern Conference with the Sixers, I think we had that game pegged right uh, for three quarters of it, but then the Sixers doing what uh, Joe Fortenbar, buddy, likes to say, is showing up like soft-serve vanilla ice cream in the fourth quarter. Inexcusable collapse there. So a crazy, fun, entertaining night. But uh, for my betting card, it was uh, ugly. Yeah, no, I hear you. Look, you're not alone, right? There were a lot of people who wrote off the Clippers. I uh, warned people just saying, like, you know, be careful. They got a lot of guys. But it was more about the Jazz and aptitude in the second half, shooting threes. We'll see if they can bounce back. I, I still believe Utah can win the series. Clippers only a relatively slight favorite. But the, the Sixers thing is just mind-boggling. Back-to-back 18-plus point leads blown in the second half of a playoff game. Just mind-boggling what's going on. But we'll turn the page as we're looking to today's action. There's no... Uh, no opportunities left on last night's slate, although we should mention the Ben Simmons uh, rebound went under, prop went under again. So really Monday was just an anomaly. But anyways, uh, one game tonight, I, I like the Bucks, and there's one or two five and a half still out there. It's up to six. Look, I, I just don't think Brooklyn can repeat what happened last game. Kevin Durant had an all-time performance. Now I do think he can still play well. I think his frame and all that, but I don't think Harden's health is going to lend himself to playing those kind of minutes again and then Je- what Jeff Green did. So as long as the Bucks play loose, I think they you know, are obviously much better and it's a little bit higher of a price I was hoping to lay. But, I mean, open three and a half, right? It's up to six. But I still think uh, that's the side I'm on with Milwaukee. Yeah, I understand that. I uh, like a player prop in this game, a, a trend that I just uh, recently discovered that uh, has hit at 100% in this uh, playoff series is Giannis Antetokounmpo going under his combined rebounds and assists. And you know, this is a, a prop that I've been trying to dig into in the postseason a lot, mostly because minutes are up. And if minutes are up for starters, that's opportunity to add those counting stats like rebounds and assists. But there's one thing we know about coach Mike Budenholzer, Doug Kazarian, unlike most coaches, he doesn't really extend his stars that much in the postseason, So Giannis's total for rebounds and assists is set at 18 and a half. He's averaging 15.3 in this series, and he's had no game over 16 combined rebounds and assists. So until I see Budenholzer pull a page out of Steve Nash's playbook and play Giannis all 48 minutes, which I don't expect tonight, even in a must-win situation, I'm going to keep riding this um, under on rebounds and assists, which again has – for Giannis, gone under in every single game this series. Wow, that is impressive. Uh, we'll see. It has blowout potential too, so maybe, just maybe, um, that would help the under. I, I, I'm also taking Harden under 16 and a half points. Look, if he gets to yeah. 17, fine. But given what we saw in the last game, now one for 10, he still got 10 looks. But I just don't know how much his hammy's going to hold up. 
remember it's the second time he injured this. He had it hurt at the end of the regular season, so there's just no telling um, how how it's going to just respond to a, another playoff game tonight. Uh, let's go to the baseball diamond. You and I each have a couple plays. I'm going to start with Otani on the bump. Tigers have a rookie, uh, and it's the Tigers. I'm going to go first five. I'll lay the half run. I don't want to lay the heavy juice with Otani, but I just think he's been lights okay. out. It went yard yesterday, too. Uh, I'll just ride with the Angels and fade a Detroit rookie who's been whose numbers have been pretty bad in AAA and AA uh, on the road here. Yeah, I will uh, get a uh, game that starts early. Okay, it's 3.45 um, p.m. on the East Coast, 12.45 p.m. on the West Coast, a day game in San Francisco. The Giants and the D-backs, we know how awful the D-backs have been on the road. The Giants uh, keep winning games. Uh, and they do it with pitching. Kevin Gosman on the bump for them. He's been really good. I'm going to lay the one and a half, the run line over the first five with the Giants, plus 155 is the payout on that. So I like the um, the return I get if this ticket cashes. But again, this is just picking on a Diamondbacks team that is completely inept on the road. And this Giants team, we keep waiting for the shooter drop, so to speak, and for them to kind of um, fall to the expectation we had before this season. But now that we're in the middle of June, uh, approaching July, I think it's time to change those expectations and look at this Giants team as a legitimate, legitimately good National League team, uh, one that's leading the NL West right now. So with Gausman on the bump, the Diamondbacks as the opposition, a day game, maybe a getaway opportunity for the Diamondbacks who, um, you know, just want to get out of San Francisco and you know, just end this series. Um, I'll lay the one and a half over the first five plus 155 with the Giants. Look, I can't fault you. 22 straight losses <laughs> that ties the 1963 Mets and 1943 Philadelphia Athletics for the longest road losing streak since 1900. Just overall, they've been terrible, too. They've lost 27 of 29 and um, 36 and this is of 41. The yeah, this is the final game of uh, their road trip, uh, or this at least road trip to San Francisco. So they do get to return home. Unfortunately, they see the Dodgers, but Again, I, I just wonder if they're eager to leave San Francisco and get home to their own beds because it's been a struggle on the road all year long. Yeah, just mind-boggling, all things considered. Uh, another game you and I are both involved in, Woodruff against Herman Marquez. So this game's at Coors Field, which is, you know, let's face it, less than ideal because of just the, the altitude throws some things off. However, for what it's worth, Woodruff is uh, 4-0 when facing the NOS this year, 7-1, in his last eight in June, 21 and four in his last 25 as a favorite. And, uh, and then when he, he's also, uh, Marquez is one in six against Milwaukee in his last, in his career, in his career. So, uh, and then, then Woodruff is three and zero against the Rockies. So just a ton of trends, but also, sure. I just love Woodruff stuff. I think Marquez is a little overrated and I don't say overrated like he's like disgusting Cy Young or anything I just think he's still not that good like let's not get carried away I know some of the metrics are favorable but I'll take the Woodruff in the pitching pitching matchup here against uh in the first five I like to go first five here yeah I, I agree I think Woodruff is the best pitcher on the slate uh, a slate that includes guys like Otani Musgrove and Miley are facing off and each of them has thrown a no hitter this season I think the best overall pitcher um pound for pound inning for inning this season has been Brandon Woodruff so the um the Coors field effect is negated by the fact that Colorado's lineup and offense is just not good. So I, I think it's a wash there. Um, so Woodruff, I'm not scared by uh, Colorado in the thin air. Marquez, on the other hand, like you said, 
um, just like I'm a league average pitcher, but he's a guy who has a high ground ball rate. You know, he operates in that 55 to 56% ground ball rate. So uh, he, he doesn't allow a lot of homers. And Milwaukee's lineup is not necessarily that strong outside of guys like Christian Yelich and maybe Avi Garcia. So I'm going to play the under 10 runs. I know that can be scary at Coors Field, but with um, Woodruff on the bump, I think Colorado's going to have a tough time scoring. And, of course, their bullpen is really great, anchored by Josh Hader, so I'm not worried about runs coming late for the Rockies. And then Milwaukee's offense is not one that is so potent um, that I think they're going to you know, likely put up seven, eight, nine runs in this game. So I'm looking at you know a 5-2, a 4-3 uh, type of game. Hopefully it stays under 10 because I'm going to tempt fate here and go under 10 runs at Coors Field. And it's primo hitting conditions as well. The wind's blowing out. It's 90 degrees. So um, I'm really trusting the pitching of Woodruff here and Marquez being able to keep the Milwaukee Brewers um, bats on the ground rather than in the air. Because I think if the ball is in the air, it's going to be flying out of Coors today. But under 10 for Brewers and Rockies. And let's hope that the Brewers uh, take that first five with Woodruff on the bump. Look, I say it all the time. Odds makers are aware that the game's at Coors, and that's why it's a high number, right? It, it, it's like people say, oh, always bet over in the All-Star game. It's like, no, it's not. It's only the odds makers made a total for the regular season <laughs> game, and then an All-Star game broke out. It's already impacted, so you're still factoring in the pitching, and you're going to take under. It's a big number, but it's not like every Coors game goes over. So right. I see the logic on that front. Okay, that's going to do it for us. And tomorrow we'll get you set for the weekend. I will say there's a PFL card tonight. In, uh, and there's a huge money line favorite at minus $11 McDonald. Just might worth a little nibble on the underdog. T-Bow, he could submit him. And I, it's one of those weird, uh, not weird, but unusual things where it's sort of a bracket situation in the PFL. So McDonald doesn't like have to win. Now, obviously, he's going to train hard and wants to win and all that. But you're, you got a big favorite, Rory McDonald, at minus 1100 or minus a thousand i would take the t-bow plus 600 just a little nibble there probably worth a flyer because i think there's a path to victory and at six to one that's really all you could ask for so that's going to do it for us we'll see you back here tomorrow we'll get you set for the weekend and ufc and also the uh clinching situations and what was a wild night last night obviously game six is tomorrow night and then into the weekend as well mm -hmm.